Welcome back to the Chip Lunch Podcast. <laughs> I had to take a big breath in because there's a big guest. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, you're not allowed to say that. Why? Because I've still got PTSD from many, many years ago when there were two fees at Summer Revival and the other fee was short. I mean, I'm not tall, but she was short. And so she was little fee and I was big fee. <laughs> <laughs> I was not intending to do that. And then that. you called me a big guest. <laughs> Stressed. A a very uh, not famous, not infamous. Well, I'd say like Fee's like in every – I feel like she's the post-credit villain for a long time. In in all these episodes, (laughs) she's been popping up. The villain. Easter eggs in other things. Oh, that is true. All leading up to like a big Avengers crossover. Yeah, I was going to say, what's a post-credit – Easter egg. East it's like I the end that. of the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah how they kept they put like Thanos was in the end of a whole bunch of them for like twelve years before he was in an actual movie. Oh, really? Yeah. For twelve years? Something like that. She when did the first Iron Man come out? I don't know. Thanos was in the credits for Thor. I don't know. You can look at some nerd will tell me I'm wrong. Oh, <laughs> gee, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> IMDb. <laughs> Do you know that someone didn't know what IMDb was? I'm like, are you are you serious? What does what someone recently stand for? International Movie Database, database. maybe? Oh. I know it's Movie Database. Oh, what movie yeah. were you looking up? Um, Iron Man. The you first Iron Man. 2008. First Iron Man. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> movie trivia. Yeah. There we go. We're here on the Chip Lunch podcast where we talk to people about their journey to becoming Christians and thereafter. Yeah. Uh, and I think Fee's had a big part in lots of those journeys. Yes. Why I was mentioning the Easter egg because I think she's come she, up with a lot of episodes. Yeah, she's like an Iron Man, <laughs> <laughs> Big Fee Iron Man. <laughs> but I didn't. It was like it was pretty of the moment. I thought when uh, I said, "What are you doing over there, Fee?" And you're like, "I'm just trying to find a Bible in case I think of any good verses." How many episodes are we in? Is I this think the this first time a Bible's been yeah, I think like I was going to say, I think it's the first time. I think it's episode 84. It's the first time a real Bible's been made. It's about it. time the Bible showed up. <laughs> <laughs> we need to act to do a big edit. <laughs> yeah, the table. Pulled your King James study Bible out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like Fee would read in King James. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, like, ah, I have a, an interesting memory of a long time ago with um, someone in my family, like, telling me that they liked, like, the old version mm. of the Lord's Prayer. And I'm like, well, yeah, it sounds pretty, but nobody knows what it means. Like, <laughs> it's not meant to be, like, sounding pretty. In, you know? So is that in King James? Is that what you mean? Oh, I presume so. Like, you know, the, the Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed oh. be thy name, yep. thy kingdom come. I mean, nobody talks like that anymore. Yeah, well, I'd so learnt, it sounds I'd nice. that version, like, in Catholic. Probably. Scripture, I think. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think. Well, and I think part of Catholic uh, practice is having a little bit more attachment to that sort of tradition okay. stuff. Mm. Whereas I think we're probably a little bit more ready to let that go. And um, I mean, yeah. it's, it starts. I mean, it, it, I just typed in King James Lord's Prayer, and it's like, and when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues. It's just. Ver- what is verily I say to you? Truly. Truly? Okay. Yeah, yeah so like when, um, like, verity, I don't know. If verily, verily. Words. Yeah, verily, I verily you. I say unto thee, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, 
truly, truly statements truly. in John. Oh, John this is very, seven. very. Yeah. Oh, John chapter 7. Anyway. This guy goes to Bible college. No, I just had to do a sermon on one of them last year. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Fee. Yeah, we probably should introduce our best. Yes, Beth, yes, barely. Yeah, we've been waiting for this for a while, haven't we, Yeah, Brian? it's been very exciting. Mm. Key, key, key player, key power, <laughs> yeah. key power broker <laughs> in Soul Revival, I'd say. <laughs> power broker. <laughs> Kingmaker. King <laughs> Enabler. <laughs> what am I enabling? Uh, lots of things. Okay. <laughs> Actually, yeah, no, I do have to be careful with that. There are a few people if I say something, they go, oh, Fee says it's all right. I'm like, no, no, it's not. Uh, you, uh, Enabler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do call people up on things that may not be as advisable sometimes. Yeah, but the opposite. Like if I'm just like, oh, you know, if I've hit the ungodly hour and you know I say something, people are like, oh, cool, Fee said it. I'm like, no. Fee's ungodly hour is compared to ours. Uh, yeah, it's probably a lot later. <laughs> yeah, but you know the definition of the ungodly hour, well, my personal definition, which you know, obviously is the one. Is <laughs> it's the right one. I wonder why everyone says, Fee mm, said it's okay. Because. My personal definition is the correct one, yes. Because, so we used to always try and work out like somebody's ungodly hour. And then it was like, well, clearly it's the hour you should have gone to bed and you didn't. Mm. That's a movable feast. So that's that's <laughs> any time after about 9.30 at night for me. Could be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, no need to brag. What? No need to brag. I'm staying up way past my own good My hour. bedtime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my bedtime. Fee says it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk to me about bedtimes. I'm not good on bedtimes. Uh <laughs> Well, the reason that I say you're the key, the key power broker, <laughs> one of the key power brokers in Sora Bible, is you are the, I think you are the first person that actually told me the gospel. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty thanks cool. To, thanks to all your efforts in scripture. But we won't start there. Ooh. Brandon. We're we skipping. We're oh, we'll skipping we'll skip ahead to Joel. <laughs> <laughs> so what was We're it like meeting So, so what was it like? <laughs> when you <laughs> met me for the first time in year seven. Joel Revival. <laughs> Oh, this is Joel's podcast. So. <laughs> it's not my podcast. <laughs> we just like the joke about it. 80, 80 episodes of Joel. I mean, um, I'd subscribe to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, do you want to ask Fee the first question, Brian? The first question. Fee, how do you like your hot chips? Oh, you guys are going to be disappointed. I'm definitely a plain salt. Oh. Sorry. I'm not disappointed. Oh, there you go. I'm, I'm plain okay. Never meet your heroes. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I, I can temper that by saying I did have chips with chicken salt for many, many, many years. Yeah. Um, from K&M. Oh, yeah. Good old guy, K&M, Brekkie Club Sunday morning. Oh, so. Because oh, right. we used to get a big thing of chips to share. Um, back Af- in the day, afterwards, afterwards no, uh, after a while, everybody would get their individual little ones. But generally, initially, we got the one to share, and chi- like the chips with uh, chicken salt was always the vote winner. So, mm. I have partaken of chicken salt. You had to make that sacrifice. Yeah. But if for I the had gospel? to make my own choice, it would not be chicken salt. Yeah. And why? Why do you prefer plain salt over chicken salt? Because I don't actually know what's in chicken salt, yes. and that disturbs me. See? You true. can't mess with the classics. <laughs> That's, That's what I keep saying. <laughs> And sometimes it's really fluoro yellow, and that's really scary. Yeah, I feel that way too. But I think it's just the spices that make it, they give it that more colour. <laughs> the spices. The MSG. Yeah. The spices that make the difference. MSG is my favourite spice. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
What was I going to ask you? Any sauce? No. No Not sauce? Chips. No. Just plain salt? Plain salt. Purist. Purist. <laughs> what is it? One of the originals. <laughs> uh, did you say that you had you didn't have you had those chips after Brekkie Club, right? Though you didn't have it for breakfast. No, they were for breakfast. No, it was that it was at Brekkie Club? You did it for breakfast. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, that was that was breakfast. And like, I mean, look, and I if people, you know, surpri- if parents were unhappy came. about teenagers having chips for breakfast, I would say, well, they can eat breakfast before they come. You know, it starts at nine thirty. Mm. I personally was not choosing to do that because I was usually up till the wee hours the night before. It's <laughs> always on, you know. <laughs> Right, so. Way past the ungodly hour. <laughs> Way past the ungodly hour. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised K&M were that open that early to be able to get chips at that time. They knew we were coming and they would actually pop the fryer oh, on. Oh, they would have been yeah. some good chips though. Yeah. yeah. Fresh, Ooh, some fresh, yeah. fresh oil hopefully. Oh no, maybe they're like, oh, I'll just turn it on from the night before. I, I don't yeah. know if it's fresh oil, but okay. yeah, it was good. And occasionally we would rock up and we'd have to wait a little bit because the oil wasn't hot enough. That's a good sign, I feel mm. like. Yeah. It's like when you order a takeaway and you, you turn up to pick it up and they're like, it'll be like two minutes. You're like, perfect. Perfect timing. Yeah. That means you're just taking out of the, I don't know if it's Thai, taking out of the wok. Or <laughs> 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 but that's the best time. Or Karen, um, my wife, got some Thai this week and she said they brought it out to put on the counter as she walked in the door. Yeah. Like, that's pretty good. That's good timing. Yeah, but good when you know you've got a couple of minutes to play for them to just finish up, you're like, perfect. Mm. Is that your experience, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> of Brekkie Club or of chips? Uh, of takeaway. Of takeaway. <laughs> I am actually surprised that KM was open at whatever time that was in the morning. Yeah, well I can't imagine many chip shops. It wasn't long after 9.30 because yeah. we often used to go straight there. Yeah. Hmm. And then there was the times when we would go up to... Slurpees and we'd have to decide Slurpees chips. Chips ended up winning in the end. Early days, Slurpees was more of a winner. Mm. Sometimes we used to do both, but then that very much limited our time back at church to open up the Bible. So yeah, we negotiated that that was not a good idea and the young crew were in agreement, which was pretty it awesome. was not okay. <laughs> you know, I was just like, well, we can't do both, so we need to make a call. And they did. Do you want to explain what Brecky Club is before we ask the next question? Sure, Because we're talking yeah. about it, but we don't know. Some yeah. people may not know Yeah, no, no, sorry. That's cool. That's a good idea. Um, so that was a group for high school kids um, that was run on a Sunday morning at the same time as the sort of family gathering. So there was a, a Gomer Anglican where um, I grew up. Uh, there was a um, an early morning service that was a more traditional service. A lot of um, the older saints went along to that. And then there was a sort of 9.30 service that was a more family. There was a kids' church at the same time. We called it Sunday school back then. We changed <laughs> the kids' church at some point. Um, and, yeah, so Brecky Club was a group that sort of came out of that. Um, initially, it was year sevens and eights, but it didn't stay that way. So it was... Mm. Um, yeah, just open to anyone in high school. And you just mm. open up the Bible and chat about it, really? Yep. yep, we met, we got food, we came back and we just did a Bible study together. Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. awesome. It was, it was a really interesting mix, like kids who, whose families were there, who were perhaps not that committed, not that keen, but, you know, had to be there. So, um, yeah, so loving them and welcoming them and just helping them to be, you know, part of the crew while God worked on their hearts mm. and... Um, and then there was the ones who found Friday night youth a bit overwhelming. Perhaps there was too many people, too loud. You know, that was a bit hard. So they found that group a little bit easier to negotiate. And then there was the um, the rest of the crew that just came to every single thing we put on. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I I would 
so my parents not being Christian, I would sleep over at Keegan's quite a lot on Saturday night because mm. it meant that, oh, damn, like I guess we'll go to church in the morning and we'll go to Brecky Club as well. <laughs> okay. I think there was a streak. We did it 13 weeks in a row. Oh, that's I think awesome. It was the longest time we did it. But yeah, yeah, we used to do it quite a lot. And lucky on 13. <laughs> unlucky, unlucky 13. Yeah. I said lucky on 13. That's what I just said. That is what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> you weirdo. Yeah, it was very fun. That's Hanging cool. out with Fiend Greaves. I don't think I ever yeah. went, unfortunately. Yeah. No, well, because, yeah, I think, yeah, because you guys sort of didn't really connect up till year nine, ten, sort of rev age. That's and right, it was yeah. the ones, there weren't many crew that started coming earlier. It was more sort of year seven and eights who continued along. And mm. anyway, if you want another story, there's a story of that as well. Let's, that pour, let's hold on that. Yeah, hold yeah, on we've, that. We've skipped way too far ahead. Yeah, but okay. we'll come back to it. Okay. I'm making <laughs> you remind a note. me? I'm making a note. <laughs> uh, Fee, how did you become a Christian? Uh, so, uh, I was um, going along to church from, I think I was in kindy, maybe. Mm. Or I was in like the equivalent of what was Busy Bees, which is now, is it Buns or Sprouts, which is a littler one. I always get them mixed up. Buds? buds. Yeah, buds. Yeah. Yeah. So like sort of the equivalent of um, of that. Um, and yeah, there were some lovely older saints that looked after little ones, but my family didn't go to church. So my parents would drop me off to Sunday school, pick me up afterwards. Um, and <coughs> yeah, went through, went through Sunday school, um, had a choice. Oh, I reckon it would have been about year three. Um, where like you used to get a book prize at the end of the year and it was like, you know, if you'd been, I think so they supposedly worked it out on like how many weeks you'd been. It was like an attendance thing, but I don't know if that was actually, like, <laughs> they just gave you What an odd way to do it anyway. But there was a certain age you got to where um, you could pop a little bit of extra money in, your family could, and, and you got a Bible. should have brought my Bible along actually, my first little Bible, which actually it got lost and then I found it again one day like, in a pile of Bibles in a box at Stu and Lou's house. And it just, it had come from any church. It was, it was very, very cool because I thought it had gone and it had like, it even had some little notes from my old Sunday school teachers like tucked mm. into the front of it and stuff. And I anyway, just like, the image of the senior pastor having a, a huge box of Bibles at their house. It's just <laughs> funny, but anyway. Yeah, well, I think it was from like the old kitchen because that was the kitchen at Fami was off the hall that we used to use for youth and church. And I think somehow, mm. you know, I'd left it behind. It had gone into this box. It had been in a cupboard. Anyway, I got it back, which is really cool. Um, but um, yeah, so I, I got that Bible. I remember loving bringing it to church, but like I was like the definition of a Sunday Christian, really, <laughs> um, because like that's that's what I grew up with. Like you go to church on Sunday, but it wasn't part of daily life in my family. Um, I remember going to um, scripture. Um, my first proper recollection of scripture was when I was in um, year five. And Rod Harding, who some people will know, the um, pastor um, or the previous pastor of um, St. John's at Sutherland, who I ended up, fast forward many years, became a scripture teacher. He was the chairman of the board that employed me to teach scripture in high schools, which was pretty cool. And, you know, you guys talking about all the, like, um, Brecky Club things and mm. I'm going, I feel old, but I used to love making Rod feel old. So I'd be like, well, you taught me scripture, Rod. And <laughs> apparently that was, I think he d- only did it for like a term or a year or something. It was when he was newly at that church and it was sort of something that he got handed and he was like, oh, it wasn't my gift. And I'm like, well, I remember you and I remember the things you taught me. And I, I, I most of all remember about Rod that he just really was so enthusiastic about Jesus. Mm. 
that's what impressed me as a, a little year five girl. So um, there were lots of positive experiences, but yeah, it just didn't mean anything to me sort of day by day in life. And then I got to year eight and at Grammy back in the day, that was when you could sign up for confirmation. And um, so my parents wanted to sign me up for confirmation. I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> um, anyway, then I found out that my um, one of my friends from youth was also doing confirmation. I'm like, oh, that's okay. I can go along. Her name's Robin. Um, and um, so back in the day, you used to have like a pair that you went up and got confirmed with, depending on sort of there was, you know, those big numbers and you sort of you went up and with the, the point where the bishop puts his hand on your head and prays for you like that, you'd go up together. So Robin and I, we were our little pair. So that, that made me more comfortable with it. Um, but that was, um, that was under the senior minister pastor there, um, Jack Derrett who um, was very, very old school in the way he ran our classes. I can remember, you know those little exercise books you can have when you're a kid that have lines on one side and blank on the other? We had one of them and he would give us things to stick in or we would write things and we would draw stuff and like it was, you know, it was was very, very young. I mean, we're in year eight. I wouldn't dare to try and get a year eight kid to do something (laughs) like that now. They'd be like, wow, little kid. And even when, yeah, anyway. Um, So... But it was very simple and very gospel focused and we did this series of classes leading up to confirmation and I remember at one point he impressed upon us that we were going to make a promise to say, I turn to Christ. And I left that class and it was very obvious to me. I'm like, I actually haven't done that. Mm. So I have a decision to make. Mm. And yeah. even though I wasn't a Christian, I was very much, um, I suppose... Maybe aware is not the best word, but, but yeah, I was very aware that it wasn't a good idea <laughs> to make a promise to God that wasn't yeah. a real promise. I'm yeah. like, I, yeah. can't, I can't do that. Like, that's not the right thing to do. Um, so my little year eight mind was rolling over, like, what do I do? What do I do? And then I just thought, well, why don't I just pray and become a Christian? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did. So it was, it was that time of confirmation classes um, where I made the first proper decision to mm. say, I, I do actually want to like give my life to Christ. I don't just want to know stuff, you know. Like I, I knew a lot of stuff. I could answer all the questions from from the point of view of my Sunday school teachers, you know, other people. They probably would have thought I was a Christian because I I was you know was rolling with the stuff. But yeah, like I, I knew that I wasn't, and I knew that I had, had never actually said, God, you know, I want you to be Lord of my life. I do want to repent, like anything of that nature. I had, mm hadn't really happened. It was just a knowledge head, you know, rock up to Sunday school thing. Yeah. Did confirmation change for you after you became, like you were leading up into confirmation, did that change once you became a Christian? Was it more, way more importance for you? Ah, yeah. Well, it was just like, I don't know. I, I think the, the experience of realising this is a promise that I can't really make was a real load. And then it was just this beautiful load off. It's like, well, okay, like it's real now. I can do yeah. it. And like, you know, again, fast forward, uh, a number of years later, another senior pastor at Gaimia asked me to look after the confirmation classes. And that was just the most amazing gift because I could, you know, I could then like share that experience with the kids and go like, I'm, I'm actually going to tell you, like, just, you know, you don't have to do this. And it's something that, like, you know, what did we have our first confirmation last year? This year, when was it? It was uh, recent. Yeah, it was on the 30th anniversary. 30th anniversary. Yeah, 30th anniversary. That's right. Okay. Um, last year. Uh, it's not something that you have to do. But it can be very helpful if you're doing it for the right reasons. So, like, yeah, we would get these bunches of kids rocking up and, and again, I was older then, so I was looking at them thinking, mm, 
I wonder if I did fool my Sunday school teachers. They probably <laughs> actually knew because you'd, you'd be like, I don't, I don't think, you know, you, you might be a not yet Christian, but you know, you can, kids are pretty transparent sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you could see that there were some signs that perhaps they hadn't really given their life to Jesus. And um, yeah, and I would say to them, if you don't want to do it, that's a good reason not to do it. <laughs> yeah, or if your parents have made you come, that's what happened. unless you actually do want to become a Christian, like, mm. don't do this. Don't make a promise before God that you don't mean because that's like, then you can't go back. Like, oh, well, I mean, you can, but, but you've made that promise and then, like, how do you then make that promise again? You know what I mean? Like, mm. you've, you've sort of, you've, you've done all the, the moves and it, it makes it easier to sit in that fake zone once you've, gone through with that do you know what I mean like so um so I think that was something I experienced later on with kids that I'd teach high school scripture to who had you know like they'd gone to church their whole life but had never actually made their own call and that was fine you know they they perhaps hadn't got to the point where that was going to be the case for them but once they got to year seven and eight they were asking questions perhaps or they were just like no no I'm a Christian it's cool what does that mean I don't know you know (laughs) (laughs) and because they're just in a Christian they're in a Christian family yeah 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 and there were some beautiful young people who, you know, some who came back beautifully, but some who walked away and I, as far as I know, have not come back, who were just that whole, you know, I'm in a Christian family, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. And then they sort of played the game for so long. And then when they went, I'm not, they didn't really know how to come back. Like it made it a lot harder. Yeah, I see what you're for saying. For them, yeah. It's almost like they like said things that perhaps weren't true. And then they're like, oh, now if I'm a Christian, then it's, it's almost like going back on the liar kind of thing. Yeah, Not, yeah. I don't want to call people liars, but yeah. No, but it's just it's just <coughs> you're just sort of you're just rolling with stuff. Mm. Yeah, which is easy to do. I mean, a beautiful part of any church or youth or you know or kids ministry that's going well <coughs> is it's a beautiful community. Mm. Why not be a part of that? Mm. Um, but that's another thing. That's the thing I love about like I think we've got a you know we're not perfect. We're a level of maturity at Solis Church now where like we, we're quite open and. And people can say, yeah, I'm here, I'm coming along, but I'm not a Christian. And obviously we've got some, you know, beautiful members who've come, become Christians over the years who for many years came along and just like, no, I'm not a Christian. Mm-hmm. And we're like, that's yeah. cool. But when I was growing up, it was sort of like if you were there, it was like pseudo-Christian. Like you sort of, even like, even like youth group talks, people would be like, we all know this, we all believe this. And I'd be like, yeah. oh, oh, I don't know, <laughs> like maybe yeah. pull back a bit. Yeah. You've got you to be careful because mm. the minute you start saying that to a group of kids, what you're sort of saying to them is the fact that you're here on a Friday night makes you a Christian and it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because so, you do a yeah. fair bit of that on Friday nights anyway. Now, well, well, a lot of them aren't. A lot of people <laughs> are from non-Christians and, and yeah. from non-Christian families or they're not Christians anyway. Yeah. And so you have to kind of explain what we're doing. At yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, very much. I think that was a big key in the last couple of terms in terms of like service leading. Yeah. But some people were getting very upset that like, the kid, some of the non-Christian kids weren't taking things like singing seriously or praying seriously or, and just kind of being disruptive and stuff. And it was like a, a light bulb when it's like a light bulb moment, moment when you're like, oh wait, like they don't know what prayer is. Of course they're not taking prayer seriously because they don't understand what it is. Or of course they don't take singing to God seriously because they don't know what it is. They don't even, it's not even like the cultural st- touchstone I had where it's like you come to church, you're like, oh, The Simpsons, like Ned Flanders or whatever. They have <laughs> they nothing. Have yeah. They have nothing. Yeah. Like there's no, there's mm. nothing that talks about church mm. in their cultural landscape. There's mm. nothing even close to it. So I think that was a good thing for us to realise and be like, oh, okay, we really need to be 
constantly talking about why we're doing what we're doing mm. and the the reasons behind it because it's just not a part of normal not normal it's not a part of like the wider cultural landscape anymore no yeah i think that's probably true um feedback to you <laughs> uh when you became a christian was there like a something noticeably different for you it could yeah. be it might be in behavior or just the way you think or something like yeah, that yeah yeah so um Glad I got my Bible. Oh, this is Here the reason. Go. Here we go. Oop, I'm whacking the She's microphone. Not, she hasn't just got it there. First verse. First verse. I think we might call it this, verses. Verse yeah. Genesis 1.1. 1, 1. So this, <laughs> this is not, this is a psalm. This is not a psalm that I remember coming across at that time. But when I was a bit older, I came across it and I just went, oh mm. my gosh, that was me. I just want to um, uh, point out how quickly you found that psalm. But anyway. Oh, Psalms is in the middle. Yeah, it's, it's like you just go oh. in the middle. Right? <laughs> no, I don't know, man. Anyway, <laughs> Psalm, which Psalm was it, sorry? Psalm 63. Yep. Um, and I, I probably, I've given a bum steer. I, well, I didn't read this and say, this is me. I was, I read this and meant this is what I wasn't and what needed to change. Okay. So I won't read the whole thing, but it starts off, you, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I've seen you in the sanctuary. I've beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And it goes on and it talks about, I'll remember you through the night. Um, I will sing in the shadow of your wings. It's so beautifully relational. And that's what needed to change for me because Christianity was not relational for me at all. It was just a bunch of knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, it was relational with the people I was hanging out with, but it wasn't relational with God. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I had like right. zero relationship mm. with God. Yeah. Because, you know, like I, I read my Bible, I knew the answers. I didn't pray. I didn't want to live for God. Like there was, yeah, so there was basically no relationship there. Mm. So that, yeah, so that's the thing that needed to change. Mm. And it wasn't like an overnight change by any means. Mm. Like that's, there was ebbs and flows, you know, through my teenage years. And yeah, but, um, but that was one that I kept coming back to. Um, and it's really cool because uh, in my early 20s, I was in a women's Bible study group where one of the, um, one of the things we did together, um, we did a little series in sharing a testimony and we prepared sort of testimonies um, and shared them with each other. Uh, it was really lovely. And, um, and I shared this passage as part of it. And then later on, so I was in a couple of Bible studies at the time and one was leading some young crew who you've had on the chip lunch. So like Anna and, and, and Kath and yeah. Um, and yeah, that beautiful Bible study that I was very, very blessed um, to be part of for a number of years. Um, so I was leading that group and some structural things changed at church and the two groups were going to be on the same night. And so I said goodbye to that women's Bible study and, and just did the, the one where I was leading the young crew. Um, and they they gave me a little framed like they printed out Psalm sixty three and oh, I still got cool. it at home. They framed it for me and mm. and all like on the back of the you know back of the um, the frame like all wrote a little message and I was like oh that's yeah it's really beautiful. It's interesting though that that's a point about someone being relational to you and you said that you felt well that Psalm helped you realize that you weren't. Being having a relationship with God is that was that your thought process at the time? Was that I need a relationship with God, or it's just was it? Do you think on that's what you're saying on reflection? Um, 
No, it was that, like that that it was that phrase. I turned to Christ. I right. knew I hadn't done that. Okay. Mm. So that that was the the point that I need knew needed to change at the time. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, but looking back at what I was like until that point where I became a Christian, yeah, there was there was no relationship with God. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like I could go through the motions, but there was, you know, yeah. And what did the rest of high school hold for you after that? So, because I think you went to a Christian school. So I went to an Anglican school, um, yep. Dane Bank, mm. for high school. Yep. So went to public school for, um, for primary. And then um, both my parents had gone to single sex schools. So it was important for them to send my sister and I to single set school and Dane Bank was the closest girls school so that's mm. where we went <laughs> um, is, that, is that the closest hmm. oh yeah because yes yeah, I was thinking there's OMC but that's a Catholic school so they yeah. decided not to do that okay yeah that I don't sense. think they would have even considered yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so I don't even know if OMC was around then gosh it might have been who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, a long time ago. That's a long time ago. Yeah, so they sent me along to Dane Bank. Um, yeah. Look, I think Dane Bank has come forward in leaps and bounds. <laughs> and I think it's... <laughs> it's that's, that's a diplomatic way, yeah. <laughs> i got to be honest, hey. Like, it, the, the my Dane Bank experience, on the whole, mm. did not uh, encourage me to grow in my Christian faith. For me, the, the experience that I had when I was there, the things that were going on. Um, so, yeah, it was it was youth group. Yeah, like that's that was where I was. You know, having people who influenced me, seeing the Christianity. I mean, there were definitely things I learned at Dane Bank which were helpful things to learn. Um, but again, it wasn't relational. It was sort of head yeah. stuff. I do remember our principal when I was in year twelve. Um, we did a subject called divinity, which is basically scripture. Um, yeah. <laughs> they call it divinity. Anyway, um, in year 12, uh, our principal took us for a term and did a, um, a subject called other faiths, which is interesting. Like the one that she chose to do with us was, was not actually focusing on Jesus. Anyway, yeah. that's, that's a whole thing. But, but she did it with the best of intentions, I believe. Like she wanted, she wanted us to – she thought we were of an age where we could start thinking about those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, and I remember that being like going, oh, that's really cool that our principal is actually wanting to, to do that. And there was actually, it was a different principal when I was, when I was in year seven. And she, she took aside one of the year seven classes and did, now let me think, it was half a year on Greek mythology and half a year on ancient Greek. So we actually learned a little bit of ancient Greek, which was pretty golden when I went to Bible college many years later because <laughs> I had a little bit of knowledge in the back of my head, a little bit of you know, um, background in that language, which was, you know. A lot of Greek. She was very much, that was, that was sort of one of her things. She was Greek. She loved, <laughs> no, she wasn't Greek, but she loved ancient Greek. And, and that was also like, you know, the, the, the Greek was connected with, mm. you know, obviously, uh, yeah, learning to read the Bible in Greek and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, 1935 was when OLMC in Barony was started. Just well, there you go. It was <laughs> definitely happening. Mm. Yeah. No, I... I it was, a, well, it was, a, it was in a cottage. Like, that was about it. And my parents of an age, like they... The church my mum went to when she was younger was Methodist um, and then became Uniting. And there was very much like 
Protestants and Catholics. So yeah. it would have been really weird for them to mm. send me to a Catholic school. That was like a, no, we're not that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, so they can understand that. Yeah, no. no. It's a good question to ask. I'd never actually considered that. Mm. I was just like, closest girl school. Wasn't the closest girl school, but closest girl school that. Well, yeah, yeah. I only thought it was like, oh, is that true? And then I was thinking, yeah. oh, the only other girl school I know is LMC. So. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I also grew up around that area. So. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, can just I jump to in? Oh, I just have one. Can I have a one question about Dane Bank? Is that you right? can have one. Can you <laughs> clarify, which you've done for me before, mm-hmm. that you don't wear the silly hat? <laughs> oh, yeah. So people assume if you've never been to a school that has. You're kind of wearing hats the colour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll green. No, no. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. My Dane Bank experience no pink. Ooh. No pink. No pink. Well, pink, was was no brought in later. pink was brought in later. Look, what, not yet I, watermelon. One of my <laughs> funniest experiences was so we, we used to always, I mean, I think a lot of schools do. We, we, you know, we hated our uniform. We're always like, we want to change the uniform. We want to change the uniform. It never mm-hmm. happened. And then a couple of years after I left, heard a little rumour they're changing the uniform. <laughs> Didn't mean much to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. They're doing it now. Whatever. Of course, they're doing it now. You know, yeah. didn't do it when yeah. we were there. Um, then I happened to be on the train. One day, and a bunch of Dane Bank girls got on. This is when how I know about what the Dane Bank uniform is because I well, see them on the train. But keep yeah. going. And they were in the new uniform, and mm. I, everybody on that carriage must have thought that I was utterly insane because I was laughing so hard I was crying <laughs> because oh. I'm like, never in a million years did we think that they could make it worse. Oh, <laughs> wow. that's so, oh my God. <laughs> Why did they put the pink in? What oh. colour did you? So it's green and green, pink white, now. grey, and like and, and you had green, white, and grey. We were <laughs> and yeah. So and then there was a like a in the senior uniform there was uh, like for winter there was a long sleeve top that was sort of like a beigey sort of mm-hmm. colour. Yeah. So they were they were the colours, but the the tunics were just different two different types of green and white. I don't think there was even any, any grey in them. So yeah. yeah. So putting the pink in, I'm like, <laughs> you put pink. Yeah. In a girls' school uniform, mm. you decided to be progressive and add some pink. <laughs> like, I don't know. Hopefully the person who changed the uniform doesn't ever listen to this podcast. No, I, <laughs> I just – anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, but it was a very – I, I will never forget that moment, just sitting on the train going, I just – I cannot believe it. Well, now we've yeah. got that resolved. <laughs> Brayden, you can just jump pink. in. Uh, but, like yeah, the hat oh, – you yeah, don't the wear hat. the hat around at school. Ah, uh, yeah. The hat is for your public appearance – Travelling to and from school. Just like oh, your wow. blazer. So we had a rule. You, we had a school jumper. We had a blazer. Yeah. You could wear neither on the way to and from school. You could wear the jumper with the blazer over it because that's neat because you've got blazer on. You could mm. wear just the blazer, mm. but you were not allowed to travel to and from school with just the jumper on because the jumper was not, you know. Wow. So many rules. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. these rules are crazy. I remember people would get in trouble smoking outside school in their uniform, but that was about it. <laughs> yeah, well, you did get in trouble for that as well. You're like, at least put a, <laughs> at least put a hoodie on over it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So the hat, and also, back in the day, when I first started there, it was only the felt hat. So they actually got really... Do you, have you ever seen the felt hat? Is it like a grey hat? No, it was, it was, it was like a, like a grey-green. Like a Robin Hood hat. A darker version of this. <laughs> Yeah. Like a Robin Hood hat? No, 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 like a bowler hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. A full-on bowler, <laughs> felt bowler hat. Like That's a It vibe. came down like this. It had a little uh, all the way around. And Do you have any photos of this, fee? Probably. Oh. <laughs> we'll have to, ec- have, to ec- have to go looking. Echo will find them. Yeah. But that was – so we had to wear that all through summer to and from school. Hot a hat. felt hat on the train. 
It's rank. But then they brought in this um, <laughs> this uh, straw one, which was a bit cooler. And then straw. Who's dobbing well, you in for not wearing this, though? The prefects. prefects. That was their job. What? You got a prefect order mark, oh. which meant you had to stay in at lunchtime. What narcs? Surely, like, the minute you're, like, well, so in the, the shire, you're, like... You, you, you taking this I, I was later off. on a prefect, and yeah. that, that you were supposed to do that. But you were the, the cool, thing is, if you're you the cool prefect, V, please tell me you're the oh, cool prefect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, <laughs> you, you, there were ways of avoiding the situation. You know, so Just for instance, around. all the naughty kids used to ch- catch the first carriage and the last carriage. So I would catch the fourth carriage. So then I didn't see the naughty kids. Yeah. So I didn't have to tell them to put on their hat. I could have gone looking for them and then created it. Obviously, I knew where they were. But I wasn't quite that keen. Yeah. So yeah. So you, you could you could find ways of not being the prefect. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's a couple of kids that I asked to do stuff or not to do stuff. Just there, the ones there you didn't like. I don't. I have no <laughs> recollection of what those things were. Um, but yeah, there was there was no joy in in it. But at the same time, if I as a prefect, if a teacher saw me, and there were kids without hats, and I hadn't told them, then I'd get in trouble. Mm. So there was like this level of like, oh, okay, you've got to be accountable. Like, you've said yes to. Snitches. I mean, you didn't have to be a prefect when you got ah. offered to be a prefect. You didn't have to. So, if you say yes to it, there's a certain level of. So if if kids were doing stuff that was you know going to be a bit you know, out of line, you'd ask them not to. But what about the yeah. teachers? They wear hats too. <laughs> no. So you wore your hat to school, then you put it in your locker, and you you weren't allowed to wear your hat around at school. That's the funny That's thing. That's really this weird. It's so not weird. It's like the opposite of no hat, no but play. I, I never thought this was weird until I talked to somebody who yeah. didn't go to Damien and they started asking me and I was like, oh, yeah, it is weird. That's right. <laughs> and now we all have skin cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was no no hat, no play. So. All right. Yeah. Hat well, and yep. uniform problem solved. <laughs> resolved. Well, I'm sure all the, all the uniform Nazis why, that are listening are yeah, this horrified. Yeah, this is why we had Fionn, just to talk about <laughs> To talk about uniforms. Yep. Uh, you had a question though. Oh, I was just going to ask about, so you've said that school may be hit or miss in mm. terms of encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> um, youth was yeah. the place to be. What did youth look like for you, Oh, yeah. oh wow. Um, like the, the, the orange under the chin game and the sitting around in a circle and like, honey, I love you, give me a kiss. The games were horrendous. I don't know what, uh, what the You don't even know what that one is? So oh, yeah, I know. That's what I'm asking. Is this you, you line up in teams. Yeah. And you have an orange. <laughs> mm. You have the orange under your chin and you've got to pass it to somebody else without touching it and they've got to get it under their chin. So it's all about like... It's just oh, like, like Stu tells the story of listening. Yeah. On, <laughs> the story we heard on Triple J, and they're like, yeah, youth group was just for teenage Christians to touch each other. Yeah. Well, that's not... Triple J didn't make that up. We used to say that. Like, no, I didn't I mean, say they, they made it up, but it's No, just, no, but yeah. they, you know. But that so was true. What was youth group called at this point? Ooh. Is that guy we're Anglican? That's on. assuming, aren't we? Yeah. I don't remember what it was when I was in year seven. Mm. Hats off funny? for Jesus. <laughs> that's, no, no, that's Dane Bank, sorry. So <laughs> by the time I was leading it, it was Club Friday. That was the older group. I think it might have already been Salt, actually. Oh. Ah. I feel like, yeah, because I, I, you know, I led Salt for a long time but inherited the name. Ah, so okay. I think maybe it was already mm. Salt. Salt. Club Friday mm. sounds like a resort. Oh, it was a bad name. That's all we changed <laughs> it. It sounds like Mickey Mouse House or something to me. Which one did we do? Oh, okay. we, do we did 200 Club PSI Mickey. after Club Friday. We changed that. 200 PSI. What is that? Like, I understand that's a measurement of air pressure. <laughs> yeah. But what is... <laughs> the story was the leaders were chucking in ideas trying to come up with a name and somebody <laughs> saw it written on the back of a truck and thought it sounded cool. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. That was the story. But it was like 200... 
people per, cause there was very few of us at the time. I think sounds for there pounds was one point, square inch. Yeah, with pounds per square inch. So yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, we, we were like, it could stand for 200 people per square inch because we wanted more people, um. or it could do 200 pounds of fun per square inch. It's <laughs> 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 so lame. 200 pounds so of fun. <laughs> so, so lame. You said that youth group was weird making out with oranges. What made it good? <laughs> weird making out with oranges. Uh, like, I just think... Cause it Making was, out it with was, guys. Well, it, it was fun. I mean, like yeah. we, we just had fun together. And that was not yeah. the only games we played. Obviously, yeah. we played other stuff. Um, but, yeah, it was – and I remember, like, leaders who just wanted to hang out with us. Um, yeah, and, like, and having a talk from the Bible. Mm. I don't know. It just – yeah, it yeah. was so and, – and it was more, like, just meeting us where we were at. Whereas school was a lot more regimented. Yeah. 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 It's like this is we've got to get through this and teach you this and yeah. rather than I think there's a bit of a theme though, there's that you were missing the relational. Well yeah, so school was not gonna give me that. Yeah. 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 So school was very much this is what you learn. Yeah. yeah. And again, like, you know, when I started in year seven at Dane Bank, the chaplain of the school was an almost retired man. <laughs> Anyone I, listening? I didn't know, <laughs> and he was like, quizzical. it wasn't like he was in a team of chaplains, and there were women. Like he was the chaplain, and I'm like, but it's a girls' school. Like I remember actually many years later. So um, uh, Rosie Finlay, who was a member of Glamour Anglican Church, mm. and she was in Brecky Club, and she went to Dane Bank, and I used to ask her how things were going. I remember the day she rocked up, and oh, we've got a new chaplain. And it was a, I can't remember her name. Anyway, it was a lady. And I was just like, oh, praise the Lord. So good. <laughs> finally, finally. Because, you know, I mean, like, you know, looking back. So us as high school girls, that older gentleman, we used to just like, oh, he's a weirdo. Mm. And then he was replaced by a younger man. And you can imagine the sort of things we said about him. Like, it was just like, there was just all these weird rumours about him saying strange stuff to the senior girls. And, I mean, I don't know if any of it was true, but there was no level of connection, no level of relationship. You know, so so that whole pastoral side of school was yeah. just not yeah, working. Correct. But they've, they've definitely come. And, like, there were, there were some teachers who were really like this. There was actually, there was a teacher who, she was my chemistry teacher in... Um, 11 and 12, who was a member of Gamera Anglican. Like, she was lovely. She was Christian, you know. It was weird because she wanted me to call her by her first name at church and I just could not do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was really hard. Um, so I just didn't call it anything. I'm like, What's up, really miss? <laughs> miss? Miss, oh, miss, no, no miss. Miss. No miss. No miss. You don't miss call it. your female teachers miss. No. So Why? Oh, that used to be my pet peeve at scripture. When I was teaching scripture. Oh, I would have done Kids would be like, hey, miss. I'm like... There are like 24 of you and there's one of me and I am making a serious effort to call you by name. I think you can remember my name. Mm, you can call me yeah, Fee, you can call me Fiona, that. you can call me Mrs. Francesconi if you must, but... No, no miss. miss. No miss. Because no it's, it was... No it was a... It was a... I can't be bothered. You're mm. just another one of those You're people like who stands up in front of me. don't like us, yeah. 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 And, and so like, I don't no, have much sorry, respect no. for it. Oh, I and there was one little boy who always called me Mrs. Francesconi, which is really cute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everybody cool. else called me Fiona Rafi. Yeah, the Mrs. Francesconi. Mm. Um, yeah, I think he just that accent <laughs> on. <laughs> like your thing, Luigi. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, did you have any idea towards the end of high school mm -hmm. or coming out of high school, mm -hmm. what were your plans? Oh, I had no idea. I did an arts <laughs> degree. Oh. <laughs> well, I started an arts degree. 
Oh, you didn't finish it? <laughs> I didn't finish it. Why? Because I left because I was getting sucked into the vortex of being an academic in a little office somewhere and I knew it wasn't good for me because it wasn't oh, relational. Oh, I never actually thought about it like that. Yes, we are. This there is you go. This is like, going to See, sometimes yes. Chip Lunch podcast is a therapy session as well. <laughs> and a really well, good I one. mean, I thought about that, but I hadn't actually connected the two because I've never talked about the two together. That's a therapy and session. And a very good one. <laughs> It's a good one. I'm uh, just to point out, I'm not a licensed therapist. <laughs> if you can't, but tell. I will give you no, no advice given here should yeah, be taken yeah. as life advice. But I will give great advice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but no, that that really, I yeah. Where did you, you do didn't? The sorry, I could not. I, I knew. Yeah. I knew where where that was going, and I was like, I, I that's not. I didn't. I didn't think that was the right decision to do. Mm. I thought that. Again, like it's hard. How, how much when you think back are you revising history? But yeah. but I have like I, I know that there was there was a thought process along the lines of um I I I have just been rolling along doing what people expect me to do and I can and if I if I keep along this path and that, that, that that's that's phrasing my mind. It's funny. I once had this conversation with Reg Piper and he helpfully said What's wrong with being an academic in an office? Because I'm like, oh, I could see myself being that, and I'm like, I just didn't think that was the best place for God to like to for me to have the opportunity to live for God. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So, mm. um, so I was like, I just I have to abort, abort. <laughs> so <laughs> I um, I uh, deferred for six months. I went back. I started again. I went no, nah, and I deferred. Left. So and I then actually confirmed. well, so no, mm. I actually really I almost did. The three years that I would have taken, but because <laughs> I did like, you know, a po- like most of a semester and then deferred and then started anyway. So, you know, if I'd actually stuck with it, but you know, in the big scheme of things, who cares? I learned what God <laughs> needed me to learn. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes God makes us do things that we realise we didn't want to do for a reason too, right? Yeah. 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 And like there was stuff I did, like you know, I did linguistics at uni. It was fascinating. Like I could have. Roll down that path. Every now and again, my mum's like, you should have been a speech therapist. And I'm like, mm, no, I'm not. Mm, that's all right. Whatever. <laughs> Life goes on. Um, but, um, yeah, I think, I think uni for me was getting out of sheltered shire, sheltered Dane Bank, being with people and actually realising, like, that, like, I was always a nerd, the biggest nerd, and I don't think I thought that I could relate with people who weren't. And then I went to uni and I could. And it was like, oh, this is awesome. Mm. You know, I had these two good friends. And it's funny, I tell this story because there, there was sort of a story that came off it. Um, these two good friends at uni who I did a few classes with. And it was like that whole thing, like, I don't know, when you're in those sorts of environments, people sort of adopt people. Like you meet one yeah. person and you meet another person and, and you happen to hang out with those people. So, mm. yeah, I can't even remember how I met them. But, um, but I spent a bit of time with them. They were lovely, enjoyed their company. Um, one of them used to wear uh, bread ties in her hair. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> so, and she and her boyfriend used to wear her old school uniform to uni. So there's this, you can imagine, picture this tall, lanky guy, a little bit like Jared, Wearing a girls' school uniform. I've seen him in girls' clothes. Well, <laughs> you know, like a tu- one of those, tu- what, a tunic. So he would wear this tunic. And they both had dreadies. <laughs> and, and the reason that that's really funny is because, like, they were just my friends and I just hung out with them. And yeah. I, 
you know, obviously, like, you're like, yeah, you guys are making a statement with your clothing. That's cool. Lots of people hair. at uni make a statement with their clothing or hair mm. or, you know, how they present themselves. Mm. But it was just run-of-the-mill day by day. And then one day, a couple of the um, crew from, uh, from youth at Gaimir were in year 12 and they went to a study day at Sydney Uni, mm. where I was studying. And, um, and I'd been, I'd, they'd said something about going and I was excited. I'm like, oh, you're going to be hanging out at my uni for the day or whatever. And afterwards, when they came back, I'm like, oh, how was it? And they're telling me all about it. And they're like, oh, <laughs> we saw these weird people. Like this bloke, he was wearing a, school, a chick school uniform. And like this girl, she had like bread ties in her hair. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're my friends. And their faces just went, what? <laughs> and it, that's just one of those moments where my brain went, oh, yeah. Like... I'm, you know, you're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. <laughs> you know, like, so I think that was amazing. And that, that's obviously one little tiny thing, but just to be in that environment and be in that environment where, you know, you get the, the uni like, newsletter, spreadsheet, whatever you want to call it, um, on Iswar, and um, there was a, um, they would always be paying out Christian stuff. But there was this really, really awesome one, and I kept it for many years. I don't know where it is now. Um, but it had... Um, it was on a day that some rando cult person had said the world was going to end. And so they were just taking the mickey and there was a big dragon across the top of it and they were do- doing all this. Like they'd obviously, you know, a lot of the crew that were a bit anti-Christian at, um, at uni had had some form of Christian teaching when they were younger. Back in the day, you know, you either went to Catholic school or you went to scripture or, mm. you know, you'd had something. So they had a little bit of knowledge. So they were making all these funny well, I shouldn't say funny first off, all these weird revelation mm. references. Oh, yeah, okay. But I remember, like, people going, oh, all the Christians are going to be really offended. And I just remember laughing at it going, this is actually really, really funny because they're paying out on something that I think is stupid too. <laughs> Jesus was not going to come back today and anybody, well, maybe he, he could if he wanted to, but he's not going to come back because somebody says he is. Yeah. He's coming back when God decides he is. Like, and mm. so the whole thing that people thought, oh, this is going to be, you know, and, and the people who wrote it were doing it to pee off the Christians. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not peeing yourself. It's actually really, really funny. So that's why I kept it. I'm like, this is this is great. Yeah. But just interacting with people daily, mm. and like in an arts degree, there are a lot of people who are like, no, I'm, I'm an atheist and all this sort of stuff. So it's actually, yeah, really cool. Mm. But the, the, again, like similarly with school, like my Christian experience at uni was interesting because there were lots of really good Christian groups that you could get involved with. But I was always already up to the eyeballs with church. Yeah, <laughs> that's what so, we've said before too. Yeah, yeah. so there were, it was really funny. <laughs> I think there were some lovely people who used to occasionally sort of, you know, follow me up because they were worried that I was drifting a little bit because I wasn't as involved in yeah. the uni. Stuff. In like, the uni so stuff, in yeah. second year uni, I didn't start leading a Bible study because I was, you know, I was in a Bible study and I was leading a Bible study and I was doing... Yeah, yeah. but a lot of those people I discovered... Um, were in churches that um, were very much, you know, kids of the um, church of tomorrow. Like they weren't yeah. actually letting the young people do anything. Yeah. It wasn't always the case, but that was something that I, I and I, that gave me a fresh appreciation of how, you know, from when I was in, I think it was in year 10 when I started leading Sunday school, like I was asked to, to do stuff and, and help with stuff. And, and by that stage, by the time I was in uni, I was leading youth and doing brekkie comedy, a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. So it wasn't that I didn't want to do Christian stuff. It was like, well, I've got all my Christian stuff at church. I don't need to add another ministry to it at uni. Yeah. And like some people do like amazing stuff at uni. Like that's wonderful, but it just wasn't for me. But I didn't sort of fit the mold mm. in that either. So mm. yeah, interesting. That wasn't. 
there were good experience. things to come out of doing a degree that you probably didn't want to do. Like it sounds, yeah. that's what it sounds like you, yeah. you, you well, got I, out like of Like I did psychology. I learned heaps of stuff. I did mm. English lit. Like mm-hmm. that was really like, you know, if you're going to study the Bible, mm. it's a book. Like it's actually yeah. good to learn about studying yeah. books. Like, yeah. yeah, so there were lots of really cool stuff. And um, yeah, and again, I did a little little bit of Celtic studies, which was really interesting. And mm. yeah, I did African-American women's writing as a subject when I was doing okay. um, uh, English. And that was really interesting because, yeah, that was sort of... I think the main thing I learned out of that was people who had something about them that completely and utterly defined them, but it wasn't Jesus. Mm. So to be an African-American woman and to be writing was like to define yourself. Mm. And and the writing was all very much like we have to be something. And that's not to criticise. I say it was actually very powerful. Mm. Um, But, yeah, but it was very much like defining yourself as a minority and 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 where do you find your voice um yeah so to to take that and then go okay well we're christians and yeah we're in the minority but we don't need to we don't need to find our voice in the same way but god does want to give us a voice mm. yeah i think uh the other thing that i picked up from you, what you said before is then that you were worried about not really making friends I find that so fascinating for the person I know now as you. like. <laughs> I feel like you could be friends with anyone. Oh, um, yeah, I, I enjoy <laughs> spending time with people. I think I probably, yeah, I don't know. Because yeah. like, we, we keep coming back to the relational thing. I think yeah. that's what's really important for you. Yeah. And, and I, I can think, see that. Yeah, just... I think I have made choices over the years in ministry that have meant that I haven't prioritised time with people because I've prioritised time with other people. And and that that does lead you to have a very particular group of friends. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I saw something the other day. Gosh, it was just something on the internet. Um, and it was something about, like... I'm going to get it wrong, but it was something about like, how good are those friends who, you know, you don't see for months and months and then you see them and there's, there's no issues, you're just friends again. Mm. Um, and even though, like, there's, like, one of my really good friends, I see them every week, we don't have a catch-up, proper hangout conversation. Like, you know, one of us is on one side of the church and one of us on the other <laughs> side of the church or one of us is at Yarrawarra and one's at Cronulla or one's at Kirawa, you know what I mean? Like, like, but, yeah, so I think I appreciate those friendships that and I, I think I think a lot of them come through um, the shared time of doing ministry together um, yeah so I think yeah there's just been a few times I suppose where I've put a lot of time into people who perhaps didn't stay yeah and that's a good thing to do you got to look after the yeah. Orphans and the widows and stuff, and sometimes you know, like, but yeah. No, I think and that was. I think you're very good at that. Oh, thanks, Joel. I just far better than I am. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's, you know, well, God puts certain things on your heart, and it's like yeah. you just like I, I can't be comfortable with myself if I'm not gonna, you know, mm. sort of put some time in there. I think the first experience I had of that was when all the Kirinari crew came. And there was this 
beautiful group of young girls who were just so shy <laughs> and you would literally just sit with them and you wouldn't even have a conversation yeah. like you just sit with them um back in the days at, um of Solis at the factory on Warwickshire Street. <laughs> Kiranari um, was the... Kiranari was the ab- Indigenous hostel yep. um, that um, the Gordons were house parents of. And we connected up mm. with them. And, and that yeah. was kids from the country would come yeah. to be in the to city to... To, 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 to do their schooling. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so some were at Gravier High and some were in Endeavour yeah. High. The ones who yeah. had more sporting prowess went to Endeavour and the ones who, who went were at, um, at Gravier. So, mm. yeah, but there was a bunch of... Um, but I, I know that's the first time I sort of look back and I realise I did lo- lose connection with people who perhaps uh, friendship for them meant you had to be, you know, checking in every week and when you didn't, then you weren't friends anymore. Mm. Mm. That's yeah, okay, it's just different. That's not been my experience mm. of how sort of good long-term friendship necessarily works. Mm. Look, you know, if you can do that, that's awesome. But yeah. So when did, because you were going to youth group before Soul Revival mm. kind of started. Yeah. So when did Soul Revival as a ministry and w- like come on your radar and you started going to it? Yeah, okay. So this is where it gets a bit hazy because Stewie's <laughs> story is a bit different to mine. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think either of us are 100% right. We're both sort of remembering bits and pieces. Um, but, but the initial solis that Stewie talks about with like Kent and Braddo and, and, and Mon and, um, and Lou and Stu, um, mm. that was on a Friday night. Yeah. And I was a youth leader on a Friday night. Right. So um. it wasn't for me, you know, yeah. like not in a nasty way or a, a, a cranky way. It was just like, well, that's a, that's a Friday night group. I'm already busy on a Friday night. Mm. Yeah. Um, and there was another group at the time um, at Gamir that, um, that was for uni age crew and I was a part of that. Yeah, it, it had its pros and cons. Um, and but I could see what was going on in Solis. Solis changed to Saturday. I was I felt a little bit trapped in a group of friends at church who had a couple of very strong personalities that had unfortunately fallen into uh, just a payout culture. Just, just you know, who could come up with the funniest one-liner and it was often at somebody's expense. Um, and I just felt so uncomfortable about it, but I, I didn't have the confidence, strength of character, whatever, to change it. And, and probably, probably knew that trying to change it would put my head on the chopping block as well because <laughs> yeah. the couple of times that I did, you know, you just, yeah, you, you would then get the... And... Like, that makes it sound horrendous. It wasn't horrendous. It was, it was a bunch of friends hanging out, but it just had the tendency to go there. And I just, I just, we were friends at church, but we weren't being Christians, you know? Like, we weren't, we weren't encouraging each other in Christianity, you know what I mean? There was none of that. But, but I could see Solis was doing that. And I, I don't have any really clear recollection of how I first sort of connected. There was just a whole bunch of stuff going on. But I do remember one particular New Year's Eve where my group of friends from church were doing a New Year's Eve party and Solis was doing a New Year's Eve party. And I look back now and like at the time I thought, oh, I just made a call to go to my friend's one first and then the Solis one after. But I actually think I probably knew what I was doing. Like, yeah. I, I, well, I wanted to be at the Solis one when New Year's came in because they were going to pray in the new year. <laughs> and I'm like, 
how can I not want to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think it was a little bit, it's probably a little bit like that experience of being in confirmation and going, I haven't turned to Christ, but, but why don't I turn to Christ? Um, what, a, what an awesome thing to be able to do. And similarly, it was like, like, I could be with a group of people that are going to be making my walk with Christ stronger and mm. more real and, and challenging, you know, and just, just doing stuff that Jesus would want us to do. Um, yeah, so there was, a, there was a real, God put a real desire in my heart to want to do that and like again it sounds like I'm talking about like the, the perfect law you know so <laughs> these it's, it wasn't it, by any yeah. means there were so many things that we had so many issues over the years and we joke about <laughs> some of those yeah. things now but um but there was just this desire to be legit for Jesus and like that's you know love God and love one another Matthew 27 that, that, that was it was just a real fresh thing of that and when I looked at that and I looked at the the group of peers that I was hanging out with, there was no competition. And, and in, but that, that night when I went to that afterwards, my friends got really offended. Yeah. Um, and that sort of led me to the like, well, actually, I'm going to choose this, not that. And I still was friends with a lot. And some of them I'm still friends with now. Yeah. But I, I didn't, I wasn't, like that wasn't my group at church anymore. I, I was saying, Sol, this is going to be where I am. And then I was, you know, yeah, leading Rev and doing all that sort of stuff. And, you know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so that was a. Well, it's, I think it's interesting you saying that because doing chip lunch or doing the podcast is made me realise like obviously God is working on our hearts every day, mm. but also being a Christian is like standing up at the right times mm. in your particular life. Yeah. And I look back and I think there's probably some moments for that for me, but also like that's what you're talking about. There is another example of kind of tried to keep a foot in both camps. Yeah. To a certain degree, because I mean, I mean, when you're young and you're like, if I totally disconnect myself from this friendship group, will I have friends again or, yeah. or anything like that? But yeah, as a Christian, like we, everyone, almost everyone that's been on the podcast is like, there's a moment where I had to make a choice mm. where I'm taking God over over the world, yeah. and sometimes we went the other way. Yep. I mean, I spoke, we spoke about before um, myself and Michael Greaves that. The choice of going on schoolies with our friends <laughs> rather than schoolies <laughs> with Soul Revival yeah. was something that we regret. Yeah. But it also, and that's like even talking about your uni thing, like God, even in the mistakes we make, God reveals himself to us and yep. says, this is what you should have done or next time <laughs> remember yeah. this, like I was telling you, <laughs> but yeah. you yeah. weren't listening. And I mean like, yeah, <coughs> like, yeah, like when I, when I deferred uni for that six months, like, my family were horrified. Like I did not, I did not do it in the most loving way for the people around me. Like it was, but, but it was just like I've got to, I don't know, I've got to do this. So it felt like that. Yeah. It felt like you were saying that that was the moment when you like felt yourself that you finally stood up for yourself in a certain way. Um, not that you couldn't, yeah. you weren't doing it, but it felt like no, this I'm tired of doing what I'm doing. Mm. Whether it was with your friends. Mm. And doing that at uni, you're like, no, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna try and be the person that God wants me to be, yeah. not what yeah. certain other people are telling me to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and just not just going with the flow, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I look back now, and like that that group of people that I was hanging out with, they were, you know, like they they weren't the same as me, but 
there were there was more things in common. Like, you know, I went along to Solis and it was like all about surfing and <laughs> yeah, <that's totally laughs> you know, yeah. And, and wearing billabong and rip curl and I'm like oh, you know like yeah. I was the girl who didn't wear jeans for how many years and wore those crinkly skirts and you know like <laughs> just did not fit in with the yeah um and and uh, but then but then even going back like we were talking about youth before um like my experience of youth was being a Dane Bank girl at a Kirawee High youth group. Yeah. It wasn't Kirawee mm. High, but it sort of it, it yeah. was. Degree, I, like, yeah. I knew the names of the teachers at Kirawee High. I knew like the, <laughs> the issues that were going on in the playground because that's what kids they talk about. Yeah. That's what they were talking about. Um, there was there was me. There was um, there was the um, uh, the Daryl Barden and a couple of others who were at Port Hacking, and then there was Lisa Ryan who was at what are they? She had some. George Christian School? Oh, gosh. Anyway, she was another school as well. Like, it was pretty much the three of us and then Kirui High. Mm. Um, but again, like, you look back and you go, well, that was actually really cool because that was God teaching me that I didn't need to be hanging mm. out with people just yeah. like me all the time. Like, mm. yeah. Which, which, is, is, which is what you learn at uni too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, he, like, there was definitely something. I also think also that God was doing it to show in the group you're going with it was all about surfing and, mm. and surf brands and stuff that actually no no mm. the girl with the crinkly skirt has just as much a place as <laughs> you surfer guys kind of thing and i think yeah i mean i see this in so many ways with you feed is that you uh <laughs> i called you a power broker how about we just say like a trailblazer like <laughs> just for being like to being the person you are like god has created you to be someone and to lean into the, that identity i think for other women especially in soul revival you've done that for oh. them as well. Oh, thanks, Joel. But I think it's true. Yeah. Like I remember like Kath Breen, for example, oh. who is someone that you led on the podcast was saying that she would wear um, <laughs> a little bit later, but like pigtails and skirts and all that kind of thing, whereas that wouldn't have fitted in in a... So I think God put you in that position to do that for people like Kath as well. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That's the time ministering to that group of girls was mm. just... You know, I didn't know what I was doing. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. Like, there's this bunch of girls, and they're going through all this stuff, and it's like, but you're just yeah. there for them. Like, yeah. and that's yeah. the thing. Like, and that's what they remember. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Like another anyway, you. I'll be back in five minutes. Ooh. I've got to put a rice cooker on. Oh, put oh. a rice cooker on because I'm on Friday dinner. Okay, Ooh. Eck, can you put? Some fake version of me. No, put a <laughs> put a rice cooker there. <laughs> rice cooker. I like the blue, just the blue version of me that just sits here and nods. Okay, like good. I've been doing for the last yeah, ten good. minutes. You well, just put me on a loop. <laughs> so after, so where were we are? I've got a verse for you. You can't ask me another question. Oh, yet. okay, sorry. <laughs> Far out. No, well, this, this he says it's okay. This is what I think about when you say that because yeah. this is something really important to okay. me. Um, this is two Corinthians chapter one verse three. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. God really, I don't know, thank God showed me this verse. I, 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 at, the, at the time when I needed to read this verse, I read this verse. It convicted you. Yeah, it really mm. convicted me. Um, when there was a young woman who I was ministering with who just had a, you know, a really awful, awful domestic violence situation mm. she was in. And I had no idea, you know, like... What, to, what to do, you mean? Well, no idea what to do, but I, I, I just had no no experience of what she was going through. And I, I grew up in a church context where the conventional wisdom was, like... <laughs> 
the people who've gone through this help the people who've gone through it. And the people who've gone through that, you know, so it was like, so I was like, well, God, why have you put me in her life? Why am I the person oh, yeah. that she's, you know, coming to and connecting to where I don't, I don't know what she's been through. And, and so the conventional wisdom at the time was you can't help her. I'm like, well, well God, but I need to help her. And, and this verse helped me to go, well, no, like, you know, God comforts us in all our troubles so we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort yeah. we've received from God. Not, I don't, like, and look, don't get me wrong, if somebody has been through, like, so there was a, uh, you know, a lovely young man, um, Clint Beattie, that um, knew back in Grammy Anglican days, mm. um, who um, had a journey with cancer and he was involved in canteen. Amazing, like, you know, he could actually minister to them in a really special way yep. um, in, a, in an organisation that didn't have a lot of Christian um, people there from his, like what was he was involved with at the time it was really awesome. So I don't want to say that God can't use that, but I just, this, this gave me the confidence to know that even if you have no idea what someone is going through, mm. You've been comforted from God. You can you can share God's comfort. With yeah, them. I mean, like so when you were saying about that, like helping young men, I feel like, oh my gosh, so many beautiful women at Solis have been through so many different things, yeah. and what have I got to offer in that regard? But I can just I can just do this. Yeah, well, like that verse is saying that God is there for us in all times. So therefore, we can be there for other people in all times, regardless of whether we've had the same experience or not. Yes, mm. yes. So yeah, I think really cool. that that is something. Yeah, because like. You know, my an, another thing I suppose over the years, like the things that have happened in my life, haven't always been the most normal things. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. like yeah, like everybody's experience is is different. But yeah. you know, like I was like a, 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 a woman working in ministry amongst a whole bunch of blokes. That wasn't you know that wasn't the most mm. normal mm. thing I suppose. And then yeah, as as life has gone on, like not. Not everything has been like, you know, you do this, you do this, you do this, but but God puts you in situations where you can, you know, you can share share what God's shared with you with other people. Mm. Yeah. So I think they're all really great points, by the way. Uh, and I can see that in you, you live out your life, the, the very much the compassion thing. Uh, and I think I've learned a lot from you in regards to that too. But we're only at the point where you've, like we're dropping out of uni. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you want to talk about? Oh! Well, I don't know. So, like, when did you start leading at church? Oh, okay. So I was I was involved in leadership before then. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So would have. Hmm. Not sure what year it was. Would have been like year eleven or year twelve when you started helping out with the younger ones and mm. yeah, you should have got to an age where the youth group wasn't for you but you could help lead youth group. So I did that. And then there's a couple of years where I'm like, my gosh, I can't even really like yeah, there was there's a group that I was helping. So so when when Solly started on a Friday night, the youth group that I was helping lead on the Saturday on the sorry on the Friday night as well. Um, I was one of the regular leaders in that. I wasn't coordinating or organising that. And like, yeah, there were just, I don't know, there were a few things going on that, again, like God was sort of showing me this is not perhaps the, the best thing. Like a lot of people there, they love the kids. There was a bit of a culture of, 
people wanting to be the cool leader who let the naughty kids get away with being naughty right so that the kids would like them yeah mm-hmm. sadly there's a not everybody was a couple of people who and and i saw that happening and i'm like this is really dysfunctional <laughs> like and it was actually a story many years later in a beautiful way i would tell younger youth leaders and because when they would be worried like oh you know how's our group going or whatever i say mm. look you know i've been in a youth group before actually one of the things i used to show them was i was in a youth group before where the two coordinators were not speaking to each other for a period of time because wow. they'd had a falling out wow, okay. and they were still the the like the key leaders of the youth group mm-hmm. like not, not ideal scenario <laughs> no, no but yeah so yeah so i suppose i mean I'm saying some of the less positive things, but they were the things that impacted on me because I went, I don't want to do yeah. that later. Yeah, not to Just do. like, you know, like my scripture experience at, at Danebank, there was one particular scripture teacher in year nine who, I don't know, she was just, she was a battle axe, man. She was, she was hardcore. <laughs> we had, we had it in, in a science lab and at the science labs at our school had like a great big high desk for like demos at the front. Mm. And instead of coming down and like being like we were sitting, she would be up. She would sit up there, like, and she was fairly short, so she'd just sort of peer over the desk at us. And I remember her making us learn the names of the Old Testament kings off by heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she taught us other things in the year that she was our teacher, but like that was one of my touch points when I was a scripture teacher. I'm like, think of what happened in that scripture class. Do the opposite. It can't be worse <laughs> than this. <laughs> yeah. So like get get down, like sit with the kids, like be on their level, you know. Don't don't and don't I mean, there was no way in public school scripture that I would have been getting them to learn the names of Old Testament kings off by heart. But yeah. you know, like Except the funny ones. Well, maybe <laughs> yeah, that might have worked. Yeah. That might have worked. Yeah. I don't know, just so I think going back, it's sometimes it's easier to remember those things that impressed upon you. No, that's not the right way to do mm. it. Yeah. Yeah, so I was, yeah, as I was leading youth and then time went on and then, and then sort of, yeah, Solis kicked off and then Salt and Rev were connected with that. So I was, um, I was first of all a Rev leader, which was year nine and ten, middle um, grade, and, um, and that was with Tim Baldwin. So we were coordinating together um, for a number of years and that was when Kath and the other girls were in... Um, like I started leading a Bible study yeah. for them during that time when they were in year nine. Yep. And that was another one. <laughs> that was a, some, a couple of um, people from church went on a, a camp, uh, it was a youth works camp. Um, and some of the kids from church went on a youth works camp and they came back and they really wanted to do a Bible study just with those kids. And they mm. were in that year. Yeah. And again, like God just put on my heart, like, I'm like, but what about the ones who aren't invited? Yeah. And so I just started a Bible study with them. And you know what? The ones who were, like, some of them are still Christians, but in, the, in those years, that was just, it was all over the shop. And then the little leftovers that I got <laughs> were the beautiful. Like, I just, yeah. God is so good, you know? Mm. Yeah. Like, and, and we used to laugh. Like, we're like, yeah, like, and they're like, yeah, we were the leftovers fam. I'm like, yep. Of you, of <laughs> <laughs> you leftovers. You guys are awesome, and because yeah, I don't know. So when did you become coordinator of Salt? Your seven and your eight group. Oh, okay. So, hmm. 
this is a little bit before that. So I was Rev. Yes. And then, um, <laughs> you guys probably have never even heard of this. There was a church out of George's Hall. Is this making any bells? No. There's a church at George's Hall that Stewie had a connection with somehow. I can't remember how it was. But there was a beautiful couple there who really wanted to lead a youth group but had no idea. And through Stu's connection with the minister there, basically we said so, – so I basically got sent out there on a Friday night. Oh, no, I was doing Solis first. Oh, hang on. No, I've got, I've got the order wrong. <laughs> so – from Rev, Tim and Deb, so Tim Baldwin um, married Deb, and um, one of the things that Stu was um, pretty keen on, which I think was really helpful at the time, was couples to be ministering together in any way, if they, if they can, and obviously it doesn't always work out, um, but um, yeah, to, to have that thing. So, so basically Deb had been a Solis leader, and we just did a swap. So she jumped into the coordinator role with Tim, mm. Rev and I jumped into Solis. So I did Solis for a little bit, but because that was Saturday night, then I was able to do this George's Hall thing. So I was oh, doing okay, George's yeah. Hall on a Friday night. So I was driving out there on a Friday night and just helping out with their little youth group. And there's another, oh, okay, so this beautiful girl called Belinda Stead who really wanted to help out with, um, with youth. And anyway, fast forward a little bit. The couple who I was leading with had, um, they were given a house next to the church to rent and Anyway, something happened with the – I can't even remember what it was, but for some reason the church basically gave them notice they had to move out. Mm. And I don't – like, you know, I don't know if anything was done wrong, but it was just done in a hard way. Like, it was over Christmas and they were really struggling with it and were feeling unloved. Um, and so, yeah, they were not going to lead the youth group anymore. And that was sort of when it was all sort of coming to a bit of a natural conclusion. Um, they had – they had a um, like a catechist, a student minister from Moore College, who wasn't originally meant to be, but had come into the group, and and he also because he was sort of he was a bit old school Moore College, so was struggling with me being a female and being the person who was calling the shots. So he would sort of come in and call the shots, which was fine, but he didn't have the same culture that the other couple and I were trying to grow. Anyway, it's a bit, a bit tricky, but um. Yes, yeah, so that kind of and, and Belinda, who was one of the senior girls in the group, was like, I just want to have youth group and I will run it. And the minister said, no, you don't have the skills to do that. You can't. And a number of years later, I bumped into her at a Katoomba convention and she's, she's a youth leader. She was, she was doing stuff and I'm just like, that, and that's it. Like, you know, mm. you, you don't have to be some whiz-bang. And like, yeah, you know, she was a pretty dorky kid. I was a pretty, like, you know are any of us particularly cool <laughs> like but she wanted to and i'm like wow like she she she, she just did it mm. yeah mm. <laughs> like praise the lord so mm. that was really lovely and so i got to you know to help her for a couple of years while we we're doing stuff there so that was that and then when that came to an end um so um anna um now Moss and Anna Fane and um and Shane Smutniaks were leading salt and they were stepping out of that role um, so Stewie asked Sadi and I to jump into Salt. Oh. Is Sadi? Has Sadi come up for the first no. time? Yes. Oh. Ask the question. We were coordinating together. Ask the question. So Stephen Francesconi. Who is who is Stephen Francesconi? He is my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen James Francesconi. Oh, Stephen James. Stephen James. <laughs> affectionately known um, by his dad as Stefano. Oh, Stefano. Stefano. Yeah, his dad. It's Italian. Yeah, he has Italian 
heritage, doesn't he? But his name's yeah. not actually Stefano? Or he's no, he's Stephen is on his birth certificate. Oh, okay, okay. But there's like so so Stephen, Matt and Nicholas. So Matteo, yeah. Nicholas <laughs> and <laughs> Stefano. <Nick> Stefano. <laughs> I'm going to start calling him Stefano, I think. <laughs> uh, tell, come on, you've got to tell us the story about how you guys got together. Oh, that w- we were leading youth group together. That's how we met. Oh. oh, actually, no, we met sort of before that. We met yeah. at a Katoomba convention. I mentioned Katoomba before. So there was a Katoomba convention where I can't remember. It was, it was like a, oh, was it Kick? Or was it before it got called Kick? Anyway, it was a youth one. There was one that I think it used to be over like January, perhaps. And I might be wrong about that. And I remember it got advertised. And I signed up and then realised that none of my particular friends from church had signed up. I was like, oh, okay. Whoops. And then I, I was like, do I go or not go? Nope, I'm going to go. Yeah. And my, like I remember at one night we were all sitting around, like there was sort of this accommodation where we had to go back to rooms and a whole bunch of us were hanging out before we went back to our rooms. And I just remember Sadi being in the conversation. So I sort of remember perhaps being introduced to him at mm. that point. Um, and then... He was chatting with Stu because he'd been at Caring Bar Anglican and come along and he was chatting with Stu about ministry stuff um, and then he joined the Rev team. And so there was, I think it was six of us, um, Rev leaders at the time. Mm. And like that was just like a beautiful moment in ministry where we just, like we were just doing life together. Like mm. I mean, so, so Friday night we were doing youth, Saturday night we were going to Soli, Sunday night we were going to church. Uh, we, weren't, we weren't doing a Bible study together at that time, I don't think. The Monday night Bible study came later, but we'd be doing, would have been doing blah on a Wednesday night to yeah. plan every week. Um, and like Friday night, we would hang out with some... Um, so Jenny Riga, was Jenny Redmond at the time, um, was one of the leaders in that group. And uh, she, was, she was nursing and she had like a... I think it was like a seven o'clock or a six o'clock shift or something on a Saturday morning. Ugh. And the joke was that we would, we would do youth and then we would clean up and then we would hang out. And Jenny would be like, come on, we've got to go home, we've got to go home, we've got to go home. And then it would click over to the point where she knew if she went home and fell asleep, she wouldn't wake up in time for work. So then she'd be like, no, we've got to stay up, we've got to stay up. All night, <laughs> all night long. Yeah, all night. yeah we, we pulled some very... Late nighters. We used to go up and get Slurpees. Actually, one of the saving graces was the fact that there was no toilet at 7-Eleven at Grimey. Because if there had been a toilet, like, but we used to go, we'd drink like a massive Slurpee. And like, yeah. eventually you're like, well, I got to go home. <laughs> got to go to <laughs> the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that, that definitely, you know. Yeah, we'd, and like, Tim had a light ace and he used to like roll open the side door and we'd all sort of sit. Anyway, it was, it was good times. Really good friends because we were just like doing ministry there. and it was nuts. Like that was when we had St. Tim's down at Grace Point. We had like basically like entire years of, yeah. of Kiriwi High kids checking us out and, you know, there was the Tav Lounge. <laughs> you know the Tav Lounge? Mm-hmm. No, okay, that was outside. Um, it was more, more a Solis thing but it started to be a rev thing um, where basically um, if like there were kids that came along and they couldn't go the three hours or whatever of rev without smoking so they weren't allowed to smoke in so they'd have to go out and have a smoke on the tav lounge and a leader would keep an eye on them and what does tav mean though uh it was mule for smoking i can't remember where it came from Stewie, i'll have to tell you that mule. 
Oh, a mule was like, um, do you know what a spoonerism is? Yeah. Where you swap, yeah, 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 like a yeah. runny babbit instead of a bunny babbit. Yeah. Yeah. So there were all these little mule expressions and there was a bunch of guys from Kirawee High who, like, they called it, I don't know where they got it from, they called it mule and they would do all these. So there's a lot of, like, potentially rude things that they would say, yeah. but they'd say it in mule so adults didn't know what they were saying. So Tav is potentially really rude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to Something figure out what it means. Something about a toke, is that a, is that a word for smoking? Like, have isn't a toke, have a Isn't a toke because they have to smoke marijuana, isn't it? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. Anyway. Toke and tab, anyway. Yeah, Stewie, Stewie would probably remember. Um, but there's all these little words in my head that I'm like, I don't even know where they came so from. So was Sidey a smoker, is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, he was a leader. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the leaders were not smoking. A toke is a puff on a cigarette. There you go. Or a marijuana cigarette. Okay. Or a but pipe. then I don't know. <laughs> so, so have a toke yeah, probably went to Tav a hoke and then it was the Tav Lounge. Uh, I think. That's my guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was wild. Like we had a hundred plus kids, mm. six liters. Like it was just wow. like Those God looked, <laughs> God looked after us very, very well. Mm. Yeah. No one died. Might have been 200 kids. I don't know. There were so many kids. Jenny and I used to go up to what was Franklin's at the time at, um, um, at um, Westfield to shop. And we would just go down the lolly and chips aisle and just fill like two shopping trolleys to overflowing. It was a really cool ministry opportunity because every time you'd come up to the counter, and that was, yeah, there was no self-checkouts back then. Mm. Um, no, what are you buying then this they'd for? be like, oh, having a party. I'm like, no, we're running a youth group. And then when she had all the time that she was doing it, so yeah, we do this youth group and we talk to the kids <laughs> and we tell them about <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. Yeah. And anyway, I was like, oh, actually, I was going to bring in a show and tell for you guys today. Oh. And then I... Part two. And I forgot. I was going to bring you my um, my beads that I used to wear, like mm. my old old school Jesus beads. Yeah. So we all wore our Jesus beads. And but yeah. Fee, what about Sidey? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so Sidey was a leader at salt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. sorry. At Rev. At Rev. And then. Uh, and we hang out. And then so Jenny went to India. Um, <laughs> yep. On, min- on mission. So and then other people were just not hanging out. And then. It ended up like that. That like you know, late night hanging after it was sort of just us hanging out, yeah. and we we're hanging mm. out, and then yeah, I don't know. What other details do you want? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> <laughs> first kiss, first, first time you hold oh, hands. Oh, actually, like I, I can, there's a funny story with that actually, <laughs> because we were friends for ages. So yeah. when we started going out, it was like, well, like, do you want to go out? Do you want to go? It was one of those silly sort of things. Um, and actually, our first date was also like by accident. Because a whole bunch of us were going to go to the movies and then everybody pulled out. Uh, and like, we're on yeah. the phone going, do you still want to go? Do you still want to go? <laughs> <laughs> we went to the castle. How funny is that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, what a date. <laughs> that, that is so good. Yeah, that is such a the good castle. movie. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, but then we started going out and we told the other leaders. And there was a younger leader at the time. Um, Leah was her name, but she went by Pookie. Into the Pookie. I don't know where the nickname comes from actually. That's, that's the nickname. Um, and um, Pookie was like, "Have you kissed him?" And I'm like, "No." And then it became a thing. Every time she saw me, like, has it happened yet? Has it happened yet? Has it happened yet? It was so bad. Anyway, uh. yes. So yes, I do have a strong recollection of that. But I'm, you know, we don't need to tell that story. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's down at Cornell actually. Oh, um, yeah. Well known place for bashing. <laughs> what? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is? What? No, no, no. I'm. Raiden's taking what? control. Yeah, I need to take control of you. Oh yeah. <laughs> what is 
one of your favourite things about Sidey and what is one of your least favourite things oh, about Oh, no, Sidey? don't do a least. Oh, gosh. I'll just get, I'll just get, I'll just get <laughs> least over and done with. Least is like this skate wax thing that he's into. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Isn't Brayden one of the people that he's encouraging yes, you? Yes. Oh, I love it. Yes. I love his creativity. It's so yeah. good. I love talking about it. Doesn't it? Sm- you were telling before it smells in his car. Oh, his it car does smell in his car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, So he's but he's created a wax. Yeah, diamond Sky wax. Diamond wax. Plug here. Yeah, on Instagram. <laughs> let's plug it on Instagram. Diamond wax. Diamond wax. Yeah, isn't it? it's in like a little diamond shape. Yeah, shape. yeah. yeah. It's for skaters to put it's on. So skaters on can like put and stuff. stuff on things so they yeah. can skate in wax. places they're not meant to. <laughs> they can put wax on ledges oh, no. and stuff. And places they are meant to as well. Easily grind and slide on. And things like that. Because there's some cool colours on it. Yeah, they look great. They're yeah. right here and here. Yeah, if you're looking for a skate wax. <laughs> that's right. Wow. If you're looking oh, in front sorry. of Joel's, for Joel's head, it look, looks much better. In front of... Uh, in fr- <laughs> if you're looking for a skate wax, diamond... diamond slide skate wax. Diamond slide skate wax. Awesome. So that's my least. I've got it out of the way. Yeah. Um, was it most most favorite or a no? Most just favorite? just a favorite, and a I'll favorite. add a third question okay. afterwards. So the a favorite, um, I gotta say, I like how um, Sadi will just talk to anybody. He doesn't have any of that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, he's just he'll just hang out with anyone. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last and give them time. Last question about Sadi before we get back onto your story. How does he make you better? Oh, I like these questions. These are, we save these Ooh. for the next podcast. <laughs> um, I suppose just because in a lot of ways we're really different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just to be, yeah, What's to be it? reminded. Like some of the different things, like, you know, you'll know each other, but other things you're like, no, nah, that's actually really cool. And again, like, you know, um, yeah, just encouraging you that, like your way of seeing stuff is not always like there's other ways of seeing stuff. Mm. But having that all the time is really, you know, yeah, it's a it's a it's a good, um, <laughs> it's a good reminder, good good way to. Yeah. It also fits that, that pattern of what you've been talking about before is like at uni it challenged you, and then like youth group challenged you, and then also it sounds like mm. having Sidey in your life also does the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I like Sidey. <laughs> I love Sadie. Yeah. Oh, right. oh my gosh! You know how many men over the years have told me that if like Sadie was a girl, they would marry him. Like, <laughs> Tim Baldwin was the begin. He used to do it all the time. <laughs> my gosh! I don't know. I think I don't think I could marry him. He's a bit hairy. <laughs> a bit hairy. He also falls asleep in Bible study a lot. Yeah, but who's it. running Bible study? Yeah, yeah that's yes. the thing, isn't it? It's my fault. Uh, but see, he's because he's different. He's mm. showing me different things. <laughs> he's rubbing off He's smoothing off my rough edges We had to ask a bunch of sidey questions Because I don't know if he'll ever come on the nah, podcast we'll get, on. we'll get him on I reckon yeah. we get him on Now that Fee's done it You're like, well, you can't have Fee do it You not do it Good luck Yeah I That might be a short one <laughs> I reckon oh, we can do it If you ask the right questions Yeah, I, I think so too Yeah Hey, like, he's a teacher he can talk. I can't imagine. <laughs> I cannot imagine I him as a teacher. I reckon he'd be a really cool teacher. I, I, would I reckon love I'd to really see like him. I'd love to see him in school mode. Uh, yeah. very interesting. My niece is in year eight at Inaburra this year. So oh, yeah. he was, right. He's been her teacher. Mm. Um, <laughs> and she rocked up. We have, have family dinner most weeks. And um, <laughs> rocked does up he, to a family dinner. Does he let dinner. people call him sir? 
I don't know. Yeah, I think he does actually. He's not so, even so a lot. Like he doesn't care as much as me. I, <laughs> I, that was one of my. I care, um, yeah. but yeah, they <laughs> do call him Sir. But family yeah, dinner. so we're at family dinner, and my niece says. Uncle Steve talks a lot in class. <laughs> <laughs> like with just that tone of voice. And I'm like... So he never I'm talks like, is to it, me. Is, it, is, that cause like, is that the most you've ever heard him talk? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And it was, there was also a little bit of because, you know, because he's doing prac subjects with the younger ones. They yeah. expect they're just going to rock up and just make stuff. And like, Sadie's like, no, no, I need to spend a lot of time impressing upon them how not to like Chop cut their, their hand hands off, off and, and <laughs> such like and that's an OHS issue that he needs to do. Mm, yeah. yeah. So yes. It was very <laughs> funny though. I'm just like I, I just would be interested to be a fly on the wall. Yeah, it would be very interesting. So I feel like we've a bit of a crossroads at this podcast mm. that I feel like we're not even halfway through your story. Where are we? Mm. We're in are we in the two thousands yet? <laughs> <laughs> We I got married know. in 99. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no. <laughs> and then I feel like to do your story justice, should we do a part two? Because I think we might run out of time or... It's up to you, Joel. I think we should. It's I think podcast. we just do a part two. <laughs> I think we do a part two. So, okay, can I ask you... I want to ask you one more question. Though, yeah. Is that... Um, you've done a lot of... You spent a lot of time in schools doing scripture. Mm. And as I said, you were the first person that I heard the gospel from in year seven, even though I probably wasn't. You, you very kindly said I wasn't the worst person that you had. Oh, definitely before. not. No. I <laughs> no. Did, I think you were I was just a regular little year seven was, cheeky boy. Yeah. That's what you were. Yeah. Like, cheeky you know? boy. Well, no, no. Like, I like being called cheeky boy. <laughs> you, were, you, you, you weren't like some of the kids would just give you nothing. I think I was. Like, you, you yeah. had a little bit of spark, Ooh. but you weren't. <laughs> This like, is great. No, it was. Like Thank you. you, were, you just, you I, was, know? I think I was still reasonably respectful. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, as much as a year seven boy can be respectful. I think, you know? I actually think because you uh, treated us with respect, I had more respect for you than other teachers. Well, you know, it's really funny because, so Mr. Marsden was my head teacher initially when I first started at Gomi High. And because I've been in chip lunch, when they asked me to do scripture teaching, I said to him, I said, oh, is it all right if I let the kids call me Fee? Because a whole bunch of kids already know me as Fee. And, and he's like, well, you can do that, but none of them will respect you. Mm-mm. And that just made me go, right. I'm I, doing it. They're not, ex- if they're not respecting me because of the, I don't want them to respect me because of the name they call me. If they don't mm. respect me, well, then that's my problem. I need to deal with that, mm. you know. Mm. Um, so that was, a, that was a big thing. So it's funny that you say that because part of that respect thing was like, well, how, like, I can't expect them to respect me if I don't. Yep. Respect them. Yeah, I think that's mm. very true. Yeah, and like also like you know it's scripture. There's no exams. There's like there's there's no um, assignments. There's no homework. Like it's a different class. Mm. Yeah, you're just you're just getting alongside and and trying to bring the kids along on a journey of like let's actually want to discover something about the Bible, something about God, something about Jesus together. And it was my job to make that um, to present that in a way that could connect mm. with you guys and like, you know, doing that better or worse at different times. But, but yeah, like there were certain classes and like you, like you and Graves in that class, like that was, it was like a little Bible study, man. I used to, I basically, I prepared for your class like I prepared for youth group. It was so random. That's really just, interesting. It was, a, it, was, it was a thing. It was a moment. I mean, obviously, like you guys were in the class and others were as well. Mm. God was doing something there. Yeah, well. Yeah, very much so. I didn't know that. It wasn't the same as all the other classes. Some of the other classes was a lot more behaviour management. Yeah. 
you guys, like, I'm like, I give you respect, you give me respect back, cool. We can go and sit in the playground and just read, read a bubble has and talk about it together. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, that was really cool. Mm. How did you get involved in scripture, though? <laughs> Stewie asked me to. <laughs> <laughs> How have I done any ministry the youth in minister. my life? The youth minister <laughs> Fee, we need this thing, will you do this? Like, okay. But, like, in all seriousness, that's been my modus operandi. I've, I've realised that there were times when for different reasons I stepped out of ministry mm-hmm. and and then I would be starting to ask the question, oh, like, God, do you want me to do something now, but what's it going to be? And nobody's asked me to do something, so I don't know, actually. Like, but when I started doing chaplaincy, this is way, way forward, um, I had on my heart for a little while at that point, oh, I feel like I should be doing something. And then random, like, one of my sister's good friends rings me up. I'm, I'm stopping doing this job and I think you might be good for this job. Do you want to do this job? And I'm like, what? Like... Initially, I said no, and then there's anyway, there's a story behind that as well. But um, yeah, ended up doing that. <laughs> yeah, wow. So yeah, so I, like all the ministry stuff I've done has been because somebody said, "Hey, there's something that needs to be done. Fee, we think you could do this." Mm. We're like, "Okay, if you think I can, yeah. I'll give it a go." Mm. And that was I'd be involved in the chip lunch um, and the afternoon scripture. Mm. Yeah, and there'd been a, a scripture teacher there who left. And yeah, that, that my the only thing I recall is you going, "Fee, will you do this?" <laughs> I'm like, yeah. "I'll give it a go." And then the school said, "Our previous provision was that the person needed to be teacher trained, and I wasn't." And they, the principal at the time, Anne Wright, excellent principal, she um, was not a Christian, but she looked at what was going on and she's like, "What you're doing is connecting with the kids. I'll give you a term." <laughs> Fifteen <laughs> years later, I was still there, <laughs> so you know, wow. she gave me a wow. term. Yeah, but but it worked, and it worked like. Not, again, not because of me, it. but it worked better than the, the previous person had been running it as a regular classroom. They were teacher trained. They were trying, and I just went in and ran it like I knew, which mm. was like a youth group. Like mm. here's a bunch of kids, and like I'm not presuming on them be, like being here. Like they don't necessarily want to be here, but like yeah, mm. it was it was just different. Mm. And I think the kids responded to that. Some did, some didn't, obviously. But um, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. cool. One more question about scripture. Mm. What's it like seeing uh, God impact those students that you teach? Because I feel like a lot of them would be similar to me as the first time they've heard the gospel. Mm. Ah, Is that why you did it for 15 years? Probably. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've never asked myself that question, but yeah, like that's it's so good. Like, you know, people would say, like I'd say I teach scripture and then I'd be like high school and I'd go, oh, I could never teach high school scripture. I'm like, no, that's the yeah. good, the that's little the ones. Scripture. like. Look, don't get me wrong. Teaching primary scripture, awesome, so important. But I'm like, I don't want them to give me the answers that they think I want. Mm. I, w- I want to get the real answers. And, you know, that age is probably getting younger and younger. And I'm like, there'd be some primary kids now that would be giving you that. But back in the day when I was starting, like it was, you know, it was high school really where kids yeah. started. And, and not even year seven, so maybe even year eight where it was like, no, this is what we really think. And I saw some kids who came in in year seven, like had a church background. Yeah, 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 we're Christians. And then year eight, they're like, I don't know. Am, am I a Christian? I don't know about all this stuff. And, yeah. and then it was like, okay, now we need to do the hard work of like, what do you really think? Mm. Um, you're right, similar to you? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, and they had to ask those questions for themselves. So, mm. yeah, so being able to, to do that. I'm like, how awesome. Like I used to, like, got to go to school and talk to kids about Jesus every day. <laughs> like 
that's, mm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember year eight scripture was on a Friday afternoon <laughs> and we always missed the bus on a Friday afternoon because we'd be talking to Stay. Fee after class. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. It's like, oh, I've got to walk home again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember hanging out with you guys a little bit afterwards at the class, but I don't so think I knew funny. that you did that. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, it was mm. very funny. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just cannot be bothered walking home. Mm. Oh, well, it's yeah. good. Yeah. And like, yeah. I remember sharing in a sermon I did a while ago now, actually, it would have been online, it would have been on COVID, that like feet taught me how to pray. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know how to pray. Like yep. prayer group at Kiriwi High. The, that was in the lunchtime or the, was it recess or lunch? It was recess. recess. Yeah, we had like, it was crazy the amount of things that were going on yeah. at Kiriwi High. But I didn't point. come up with that. Like yeah, the kids like, wanted to yeah. do it and yeah. they needed and a teacher. teacher. I'm like, yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch of kids that want to pray. Yeah. Oh yes, I will mm. go and pray with them. Because you had chip lunch, which was... You and Stu and mm. Red Eye and a few yeah, other people over the, years. Other over the years. And then yeah. Friables, which was student-led. Yes. And Prayer Group, which was student-led. But we needed a teacher there to either be in a room. To be in a room mm. And that was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was so, really cool. Yeah, yeah I, cool. Like, I appreciate it massively because, again, I had no idea. <laughs> I, no, I have like a weird memory of like... Praying for my maths teacher to die or something. Me <laughs> <laughs> being like, that's not a good idea. And I'm like, yeah, that's, a oh, good, man, that's like that's year gold. seven me or year, probably year seven or year eight me. So Just harsh. being like, oh, I'm so sick of this maths homework. It sucks. <laughs> he's like, that's probably him. not a good, and this is probably why it's not a good idea. And it's not, and like, that's why I appreciate you, Fee, for like, especially like I see you doing it now on a Friday still, like still, someone will just say still. something super outrageous or annoying or just plain wrong and instead of being like nah you're wrong you're like hey let's talk about this let's talk about why this is maybe a bad idea why what does god think about this think about what prayer actually is and i'm like oh it's so good you were doing it last friday i remember i can't even remember but it's (laughs) just like yeah exactly but it's just like the way that you go about teaching things really lovely Mm. and yeah and like i remember that like that's crazy yeah and coming from a non-christian background having no idea yeah Yeah. it's cool to have role models same and like, yeah, you were like, I didn't go, I didn't have a Christian background. I didn't even go to church on Sunday, but I saw Fee, what? Scripture, yeah. prayer group, Fribles, chip lunch and youth. Mm. So at least five times a week. <laughs> and I wasn't going to Bible study or church. Yeah. I was only going to youth group. So mm. yeah, I think you had a big influence over mm. a lot of mm. us. That's it. All I had to do was rock up and be a Christian. Like mm. it was like, yeah. What, what a, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a simple answer. In that way, but it mm. takes a lot. Mm. So but it, it gives a lot, like you yeah, know, it, like yeah, and it and like <coughs> yeah. Anyway, maybe maybe a conversation for part two. Um, <laughs> or part yeah, three. just like <laughs> having having had a a different work experience for the last little while. Like you see how, um, yeah, I think like having having like you know being around teenagers. Like they're watching you every like, like what a challenge to actually mm. be on your A grade for Jesus. Like you know, yeah. it's yeah, yeah. Like it was it was very very much like you know you'd be praying every day. You know, Lord, you know, if these kids are in this class, who are you know a bit tricky? Like let mm. me not lose my stuff with them because yeah, that yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. Or you know, or this kid that you know, you know, and like you know, there were there were some pretty like you know I. I was all right, you know, but I talk to teachers now who sometimes like will say things about, you know, kids saying horrible things to them. And I look back and I'm like, yeah, there's some stuff I still remember. 
yeah. that kids said to me that was absolutely horrible. Mm. And you just had to be ready to like, like not to bite. Yeah. Like, and that, that, was, that was hard. But like just that daily challenge was, was very, very cool. Mm. Yeah. So I think we do need to do a part two. But I reckon I'm going to ask the final question now Ooh. and then we'll ask the final question in your next part as well. Oh, okay. So get two goes. Ask the other two questions as well in the second part. Have your chip, has how you became a Christian or the way you like your chips changed? Oh, yeah, we'll two. do that too. Yeah, we'll just ask all the questions again. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. Just go super fast through them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did that with Lewis. Yeah, we did do that with Lewis. Yeah. But there was a year in between those, or longer, two years. I can't yeah, I think a year and a half, I think year we said. And a half, was yeah. it? Oh, wow. It yeah. Was yeah. Well, it, won't, it won't be that long between your okay. part one and part two. <laughs> Maybe you can do it on Week Away. Oh. We might yeah. do that. That'd be fun. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're planning to record some on Week Away. So if anyone wants to be on the podcast at Week yeah. Away. Put it in the comments. Yep. Requests. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd Requests. be a fun thing to do. <laughs> Who do you want to see, Greaves? <laughs> <laughs> or Tobias. Tobias makes a lot of comments as well. Yeah, Does he? Too, yeah. Uh, I don't watch any of the ones I'm on. I've been on a couple recently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, Fee. Question. Let's say up until that point that we've got up to, which is basically scripture teaching, mm-hmm. what do you think you knew then that you didn't know when you were a younger Christian? At the point when I was scripture teaching? Mm. Ooh. Around that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, just that experience of like God putting words in your mouth and just letting you, like, you know, not, not really like, you know, like I, I did create a situation for myself where I let the crew ask me questions, you mm. know, and that was a little bit dicey because you were yeah. on the spot a lot. Um, and I would sometimes say, oh, you know, no, I have to, have to have a think about that one. I'll, I'll come back to you. Um, but just, yeah, like, like just having experiences at that time and, and also like leading, like leading youth at that time, the same thing, like having a conversation. Well, like, like you say, Braden, like that mm. conversation about prayer, mm. like, and like realising somebody tells you later, oh, what you said actually was what I needed to hear. And I'm like, well, I didn't. I didn't know, like, that was telling God. Telling you you don't remember, Fee? I have no recollection of telling you special. not to pray for your maths teacher to die. <laughs> I, even know, I even know which maths teacher it was, but I'm not going to say. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, I remember doing that, um, yeah. that prayer group. Like, mm. yeah, like, it's, it's just, yeah, like, so I suppose, yeah, when I was, when I was younger, um, I didn't have, um, yeah, I, I suppose I just didn't understand how God can just work through you. Like, and he can. And then, and then it was in my face all the time when I was teaching scripture. Like, you know, you'd see, like a conversation would start a certain way and you'd throw a comment in and then it would like go like really deep and you'd be like, oh, wow, like, this is really awesome. Or like, you know, a kid would say one thing and then something else would, like just having, having that happen and, and sort of like, you know, like being in it, but also sort of watching it happen and like thinking afterwards and going, wow, that, that was really, really cool. Like mm. God brought out a conversation that needed to happen. Mm. Um, and sometimes that was in class. Yeah, sometimes that was at youth. Sometimes that would have been in the playground. Like, you know, the little bunch of girls that, um, that sort of adopted me. Like, because the staff at Gaimia were a little bit hard to break in with. And I remember going to the staff room and sort of getting ignored. And like, you know, I was a scripture teacher. They didn't care. And I was only there couple of days like they didn't really know me 
so I would just hang out in the playground. Um, and this group of girls were like, come and have lunch with us. And I, and I sat with them like for a year and, and then some of them came to my wedding. <laughs> it was really cool. There's actually a really lovely picture. The photographer took a picture from the door looking in um, as, as Sonia and I were leaving the church. And because that's the back rows and because they were little, like they, they came in and they just sort of sat in the sat back in the rows. Yeah. Um, but, but they're like in that picture, they're highlighted in that picture. And there's yeah. two or three of the girls like... You can you can very clearly see them there. Do you have that there. photo? Yeah, I don't have it here. Eck. Oh yes. Get on <laughs> <Sorry>. it. <Ek. laughs> You'll find it. Forgetting that you've got the power of the Eck edit. Um, oh yes. Eck edit. Eck yes. edit. That's right. That's right. Double E. The yes. hectic edit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you can you can see those girls in that photo, and it just it's so yeah. so cool. Like mm. I said, do you want to come to my wedding? Okay, we'll come to your wedding. Like, <laughs> how cool is that? Yeah. I think they were they were in year eight maybe at the time. Because I think they were in year seven when I met them. Mm. Yeah, anyway. I think that's a perfect example of like what has kept coming out in this podcast, Sophie, is like relationship. Mm. But what's, you know, you said letting God work through you as one of the things you wanted mm. to remind yourself, yourself yeah. as a younger Christian. Yeah. But every time, I, everything that you've talked about today has been doing that, but God's shown you first yeah. a lot of the time. So, like, uh, even when you said that you just had knowledge and then you realised you needed a relationship with him, mm. that's when you became a Christian. Yeah. But now you do that. <laughs> and then it's the same with the compassion thing. I think you show people lots of compassion and God shows us compassion first. Mm. And I think, um, yeah, I think also just being inclusive. You talked a lot about that as well. God's very inclusive. <laughs> um, so I just think... I don't know. I'm just really lucky to have you be a, a big part of my life, Fee. So, and Brayden as well, as you mm. heard. And I think, I think there would be a lot of people listening to this podcast, mm. which is what's really special. Mm. I think you've invested so much time in people's lives that um, I think we're just really lucky, <laughs> really, and really blessed, I suppose, because God works. God, God has been God has been working through you for. Yeah so many years and continues to do so you're still blessing friday night you're still coming on saturday night at kirui and then you also do cronulla triple well. up triple up yeah <laughs> fees triple up. if anyone can beat fees regular triple <laughs> triple weekend it's not a yeah. talent <laughs> <laughs> i want to but do is it, it is that it is fees says it's okay no no excuse you told us in the sermon the other week it's not a competition no competition yeah. that's no true competition. yeah are yeah. oh, you winning you want to, yeah. yeah, you are winning. <laughs> if you, like, yeah. If somebody wants to, like, if you want me to be your friend, that's a privilege. I like that. Any more final words, Brayden? No. Before we wrap up part one. <laughs> See you in part two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been very lovely having you on the podcast. But again, I think, yeah. we, also, I think we need... I keep on forgetting it's a podcast. This is really weird. That's good. Yeah. It's been chatting that's for the, like, That's I the know. good thing. Though. Yeah, it is yeah. good. It's lovely. Um, I think it's... Uh, uh, a given that we will have a part two because I don't think I think there's plenty more to, to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank you for coming on in this this particular part. <laughs> and uh, we always like to finish with a one way. So thanks to everyone listening, by the way, and yeah, thank you to V and one way. way.